Welcome to the Trailhead, where trails start and stories unfold. Welcome to the show, everyone. Now here's JD. Welcome to the Trailhead, where trails start and stories unfold, otherwise known as the biggest shit show in off-road podcasting. Yeah. I'm your host, JD. I'm your host, JD. Today I'm joined by Jason, Lily, and Alyssa. Hey guys. Hello. We also uh, I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest to the main segment later in the show, Matt Belas from On Trail Training. He's not just an off-roading aficionado. He's the heart and soul behind teaching people how to get to the backcountry and back safely. For 20 years, Matt's been mastering the high Colorado high country and now equips all levels of wheelers with the skills needed for safe and enjoyable off-roading adventures. After we get through some business and news, we'll delve into deeper, we'll delve deeper into Matt's story and on-trail training. Welcome, Matt. Awesome. Thanks for having me, JD. Um, all right. So let, let's we'll do business first and then um Again, if you're joining us on YouTube or on Instagram, thank you very much for this grand experiment in live streaming the taping of the show. Um, Lily's going to be trying. I think she, Lily's manning our or womaning, I guess, our uh, comments. Are, are you are you just doing off the me and my yellow JK, or are you did you trying to do your own stream too? No, uh, right now I'm not streaming. I'm watching your stream, and we can answer comments. Yeah, what that. you said the okay. first. <laughs> okay i just we could do it off yours again i just don't think you want to futz with a computer before the show because that's what it takes to get it's a pain in the ass all right uh, computers we just got phones i know that's figured this much so we're just gonna we'll have to table that as a an option for now <laughs> someday at some point when the podcast is large enough we can we'll talk about that but we'll once we can stream from that account it'll be a little bit different of a story um all right. So last time on the show, the the last show that's going to air is going to be Cat, Joy, and Shannon Sheldon from the Colorado Four by Four Girls. Um, we were all over the place with them, but we had a good time, and I think they did too. So um, I know Cat was a little you know, nervous coming into the show, but hopefully, uh, if you know Cat, she got through that just fine. You'll be fine too. Um, who am I? Are you guys getting feedback from me? That's me. Probably I'm moving lug nuts from one. Couple. No, that's okay. I just didn't see you like coming up like there was a situation. So no, I can't lose these. This is a, this is my organization right here. That way I can put my wheels back on later. That's important to have. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, we didn't get any new reviews this week. Um, at some Nobody point during. I'm sorry. Nobody wants free stickers. I mean, we got free stickers. Uh, one more time for those people who are new. Um, oh, damn it. You know what? That's what I didn't check today. Hang on a second. Let's, um, well, I'll pull that up while I'm talking about See if I can do two things at one time. It was probably I, I, Alyssa. She probably heard me talking so much crap about Toyota. She was like, I'm calling that number. <laughs> I Look, I'm really expecting it to be someone who doesn't, who hates you. So. I hate you. <laughs> What are you talking about? There's nobody that hates me, is there? Really? No, I doubt it. I don't think that's 
it's there's none there's this we have enough shit to worry about um if you leave us a review you we will enter you if you're one of the first 50 people to do so we will enter you in a giveaway for this eight switch panel system it's a universal system um it's not exactly a s pod but if you're looking for a switch man it'll do you um, if you leave us a review, we'll go, I'll go ahead and send you out, um, some stickers. I just sent out my first batch of those, um, today actually. So, um, Jeep neck X, you should get your stickers early next week. And, um, so yeah, so we'll send out stickers, um, and you'll get a shout out on the show. Um, we'll read your review on the air. So please be nice. Um, we prefer the five stars, but I'll take anything at this point. You want to leave us a shitty review, leave us a shitty review. It still helps us. Um, yeah, they, they, they talk about tire pressure. Hey, I, I really enjoyed that. That whole, I just enjoyed that whole reel, man. That was fantastic. It was impromptu. You know what? Sometimes that, honestly, it, some of the comments get like I can deal with most of that shit most of the time, and every once in a while, there's just that one comment that just pisses me off, and I'm like, and then the rest of them are all bad too, and everybody needs to hear it. Well, I feel like we go through stations, right? Because when I first started my Instagram too, like I was like about the comments, like getting upset, like trying to respond mm. to them, you know. After a while, I was like, oh, I didn't care, I used to leave them, if you like them, ignore them. And then again, it goes back to if it's something, someone says something that I don't like, I will respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you you develop a bit of a thicker skin too when it comes to it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Because then... You, well, you realize you never meet the people that are making the comments. And there's a reason for that, because they don't have the balls to say that shit to your face. Oh, I will and... research them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will have people research them. Yeah, you don't, you don't say that shit to a Latina. Trust me. I tried. She hunted me down. That's why we hang out together, and now we live in the same house. Oh. <laughs> my, my wife's Italian. I get that. Oh, shit. It's, it's just as bad, isn't it? Yeah, my wife's uh, her her mom's side of the family um, is from New Jersey and there's three or four families that the Sopranos is based off of. And her mom's family is one of those families. So I don't, I, I knew I was screwed the moment I found that out. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and this is once you're in, man, you're in, you can't get back out. It's over. It's um, all right. So I wanted to do um, a quick uh, blue ribbon coalition update. Um, the go check out their podcast. They've got a podcast that they started. Um, they talk with a lot of their, um, individual, like they're talking with some lawmakers. They're talking with some, uh, people that they know in the industry and they're talking at length about some of the stuff that we've kind of touched on here. Um, so we'll start there. I want to make that a regular part of our thing, get it out of the way so that Pope doesn't have to get angry about reading updates about BRC stuff. Because so, I think it's important. I think it's important. Like I think we need to talk about it. But I also I recognize that it can, it it takes away a little bit when you talk about that stuff. Like that's it, it it hurts a little bit to to have to know that that's part of the discussion. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, all right. I added an events calendar to the website uh, before we got under the air. Matt and I were talking about how no one ever goes to websites anymore, um, and. So I was trying to create more reasons for people to do so. Um, 
I'm trying to put together not only uh, an event calendar for us, uh, which that page does have anything that we're slated to be at or scheduled to be at over the course of the next year, uh, but anything else that's going on, like uh, the Rebel Rally. Uh, I know King of Hammers is going on right now. Like I don't, I'm not a King of Hammers person, so I don't really understand it. But I, I get it; it's an off-road race, and I used to be in a NASCAR. I just it's not my it's not my thing. Um, but regardless of whatever, love it. Are you so, good? Well, so you don't have a computer to sit there with like four screens, do you, Jason? Well, I might. I just, that's the only, that's the only reason I have a computer is for King of Hammers. It comes out once a year. Oh, I know. I've seen, uh, Ryan Boudreau. Uh, I've seen he, every year he posts on his, uh, on his Facebook page. He's got like four screens up and he's got three different feeds and three different angles on each can on each race. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's awesome. Like I, I, I get it. I used to watch NASCAR all the time and I, and this is way more interesting. I probably than NASCAR. Um, I mean, at least it's not a circle. It, it, it can be pretty entertaining. Um, like yeah, I mean we all know right now. I mean we're in the Trailhead podcast, so yeah, we're we're all off road people. So well, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean it's not everybody's thing though. Like the, some people get hard into it. Like some people watch it and they enjoy watching it, but some people get hard into it. And like I was uh, listening to uh, another off road podcast today about, that has to do with uh, drinking and uh, and off roading. Uh, that should cool. narrow it down for everybody out there. Oh, the wheeling wine and whiskey guys. They're they they're awesome. I, Can you send me? But that? they're yeah, I'll send it to you. They're yeah. they're on Apple, man. They're, you can't they're, you can't miss them. And if you're a King of Hammers, apparently they're they're there. So, um, but it's they're like hard Florida. into King of Hammers. Yeah, I love King of Hammers. I, I watch it every year. I've been invited a million and one times, and it just it just sucks because like it does, it sucks, but it doesn't. It's my daughter's birthday, so I'm not going to miss my daughter's birthday. But um, eventually, someday I'll make it there. And yeah, it's it's amazing. If you can't make it there, just watch maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes of it. And I think you're going to get the, uh, what would you call it, the, the craving for it. Like, it's, now I know the King of Hammers is not for me. Because I have uh, my best friend from my first year in the military, who actually drives the Unlimited class, Jaron Gunter. And uh I went down to Tahoe and I rode with him. He's just—he's got a gladiator. It's built up. It's nice. Got a nice, nice suspension system on it. And uh, Jaron took me for a ride. I never yeah. want to ride with him again. <laughs> he went through a canyon that probably would have taken me—I don't know—thirty minutes to navigate through it with my Jeep. We went through it in like thirty seconds, and. My head hurt afterwards after I bashed it off everything in the Jeep. And all he could say was, something in the the Gladiator don't feel right right now. And I'm like, well, no shit. You just went through a canyon in 13 seconds, man. Yeah. 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 I I don't, again, and we've talked about that before. Like, if you're going to King Hammers, you're going there expecting to break something. And if you don't, if you if you drive, if you're out there to just drive up that hill, what is it, Chocolate Thunder? Is that the, the big obstacle out there? Yeah, everybody loves to go there. I guess that's like the party spot. Yeah, I I guess so. I, I think it's it's probably just because I think they let anybody do that. I think it's as as long as you register, you can you can take whatever, as you said, shit box up that that mountain to that you want to try to. 
Um, so I should we do an episode about King of Hammers? Like, do do, do you think? So I'm is it worthwhile? Thinking, yeah, I I will. Um, uh, we can have some people that we know that are gonna be there right now, and they can come back and talk to us. I think what'd be cool is maybe if we do a King of the Hammers um, podcast and try to live stream somebody who's actually there for like five, 10 minutes. I mean, if we can find somebody that's out there that would like to talk with us, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, easy. We have a way to do that. We have a way to bring an audience member in. So uh, if you're going to be there next Friday or uh, over, what is it? Next couple of weeks, next it's weekend. Uh, I think somebody... week, last week in January. So people that we know right now, they are, <laughs> gonna be there is Desiree, PNW girl. That's Desiree for most people. You don't call her that. I call her Desi Day because you do. Um <laughs> we have uh Senator Ruby. Yep, She's Senator Ruby's gonna, gonna be racing. Mike. Mike Hatch, he's gonna be in the uh UTVs. That dude is crazy as hell. Um <laughs> um Jaron, um, I doubt he'll have time though. He's gonna be prepping the entire time. He takes shit pretty seriously. Okay. He needs to like chill out. But um, but we could try to hook up with Mike and his wife. His wife, I think Kylie is gonna be there. But we'll yeah, talk to him after this episode and see. Okay. If yeah. I mean, we don't. Uh, we I, we think we have a guest the last week in January. But I, if we had somebody that wanted to call in for a minute, that'd be awesome. But. I mean, King of Hammers isn't necessarily, you know, something that any of our hosts attend. So it's something we should talk about. I don't necessarily know we're going to spend tons of episodes talking about it like some of the other guys out there. So yeah, maybe cool. just one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the event, the, the, the purpose of that entire discussion was to say that we had an events calendar. So if it's something that I know we're going to be at um, or one of our hosts is going to be at uh, over the course of this year, um, I'll throw it up on that page. And then at the bottom of the page is just a, an ongoing list that I'm just or a calendar that just has any event that I've been notified of that I can add to it. Um, so I'll keep adding them. Um, it'll give us an opportunity to have plenty of stuff to talk about um, and know when stuff is coming up because I am terrible with dates for myself, let alone stuff I'm not going to. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, and then um, last but not least for business, um, get a hold of us. We want to talk to you guys. Seriously. Uh, we know you're out there. We know if, that you folks are leaving us messages or want to leave us messages. So uh, the, you can either do that from the website, the trailheadnetwork.com, info at the trailheadnetwork.com, the trailhead podcast on Instagram. But what we really want is we really want voicemails about how, about Jason, yes, uh, and, and about how much um, Jason needs to air down his tires and make sure that his tires are at the proper PSI for all of the obstacles that he's running. Um, cause I don't know if you all know this, but, uh, he runs 42 PSI all day. Yes. Um, it's supposed to be one PSI per inch of your time. I, yeah. I look forward to your letters. Um, but if you want, if you want to leave us a voicemail, the phone number is 719-408-0132. Um, I can't make the guarantee that if you're going, if you leave us a message before the end of the show today, if you're a live person that will get to it, um, that requires some technical voodoo on my end and, as we've proven, me and Technical Voodoo aren't that fantastic on the fly. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Anybody got any other business before uh, we do some uh, some news without Pope today? Uh, yes. Uh, so, I don't know if you saw on our Instagram, um, 
we are gonna be oh, yeah. we're gonna be doing a round with Apex. It's gonna be the first uh, off road uh, round they do here in, uh, in Washington. They're gonna start doing a series this year, and the first one is gonna be here in Washington. And Jason and I we're gonna host it. So yes. there's only a few spots that are left. So if you wanna be able to come wheel with us, sign up. And that's is this has Apex done this before? No, no. this is the first time. Apex, um, this is Apex chassis, not Apex designs. So Apex right. chassis. So it, you signed up for the rest of the year as well. So like if we we don't know where the locations of the next ones are gonna be, but it could be in Texas. It could be No, we know it's gonna be in Texas and Pennsylvania. We just don't know the exact location in those states. Yes. Okay. So Jeez. Sign up there ahead of time. So if you want to get notices and stuff. Yeah. If you, yes. If you want to you have a spot too. Yeah. So if you're basically, if you're not in Washington and you say you're in the Texas area and you want to sign up for one of those runs, those events, um, mm -hmm. you can still go to the website right now. And from what I noticed is it's just a drop down menu. So for the event, actually you just hit drop down menu and you can pick your event. And I'm pretty sure you can sign up now. It gives you the dates for when Texas is going to be, when Pennsylvania is going to be. So okay. pretty sure you can sign up. All right. At the very least, it gives you some information. Yeah. Cool. And if you can't, don't message me. Message um, Lily or, <laughs> I never look at or, my... or Chrissy. I never look at me DMs. Look, message only Cars Garage. He has less messages in the... All right. Well, I Chrissy hit me up, and so if she's and she said something about trying to be on the show, so I told you to uh, touch base with her to see if you're going to have time for that or not. Yeah. Um, hey, we're going to actually put some of the Trailhead podcasts in some of the uh, in in the giveaway bags. That way, we can push that out there a little bit more. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Um, I actually just uh, so I'm starting to get some more merch, um, and. Jen is working on a merch store, so we'll have um, we'll have some kind of it, it's a it's through a print on demand service uh, for the time being until we can do a bulk order um, with Lily. And unless you want to try to set us up with some sort of a print on demand where orders get sent straight to you, but I feel like you're busy enough. Nah, put me to work, DJ. JD. All right. You know what? No, it's all right. It's DJ now. I I have this like here. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, none of this is set in stone yet. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's do some news real quick. Since Pope is not here today, um, I'll get into it real quick. Um, I want to, in the terms of the BRC stuff, um, the there was a, an article that actually came out a couple weeks ago, and I haven't seen anything new on it. I've seen a lot of back and forth um, in articles from folks. Um, but I'll, I'll read this real quick here. Uh, the Biden administration is taking a swing at old growth logging, proposing a ban that sweeps across national forests, uh, reminiscent of the 30 by 30 plan that we talked about with Ben. Uh, this initiative says it aims to protect the grand old trees, those over 150 years or thicker than 30 inches, covering uh, a vast area of over 25 million acres. It's not... 25 million acres of trees that they're not going to touch, Jason. That's just the total area. Uh, critics are drawing parallels with the 30 by 30 plan and questioning the practicality and potential loopholes of such large scale policies. 
timber, the timber industry and local authorities aren't holding back, raising concerns about forest health and economic impact, impacts. Uh, with the journey of public reviews and environmental analysis ahead, uh, this isn't anything set in stone yet, um, but it's it's something that's coming. Um, I think the reason why I wanted to bring that one up is because this is another one where it sounds really great until you start digging into it. Uh, we talked about the Heyman fire that burned, uh, it was in 2002. And, and part of that was the fact that there just wasn't any management of these forests. These forests were allowed to grow completely wild and old. And then we stopped wildfires on them as well. And we just weren't allowing anything natural to occur there. And my fear with kind of these open-ended policies like this is that there's no, it's just that same thing. It's, it's, a, it's the same thing they were trying to do before, but with a different name on it, with a different package. So um, I, Jason, I hope that one, um, I hope that, I don't know if that one's going to piss you off or not. It's either going to be that one or the next one. I mean, I'm certainly not happy about it, but let's move on to the next one. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, it's it's nothing um, nothing concrete to go with it, right? It's just a proposal right now. Yeah. Um, so you remember when uh, Marcus was on uh, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about the Sedona stuff, the Arizona, yep. the Sedona, Arizona dust thing? Yeah. And we were all, okay. Um, so for those of you who ha either have not listened, and that's a great episode, if you want to go back and listen to the Battle Wildcat Canyon one, um, I, we did this news article there about the city of Sedona had done a study to study dust because they'd had a lot of complaints about it and they wanted to address it. So they had a study done. The study said, we didn't find a, you know, that OHV is a significant increase of dust in this area. And, uh, well, here you go, Jason. Um, in a surprising move, the Sedona city council has decided to reject its own study about the impact of OHVs on health and the environment. The study conducted by the consulting firm Kimley Horn actually revealed that OHVs aren't causing significant or environmental issues in Sedona. But despite this, the city council members are raising eyebrows over the study's findings. Whoa, so wait a minute. You're saying it because they didn't get the answer that they wanted. They want to reject it? Yes, sir. Yes, and can you repeat that again? I need to record you. Hold on. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's live. This is... No, it's no, it's the the city oh, council members that had bullshit. the city council members that had asked them to do this study literally turned like I read some of the articles and the people that came back they literally said well we just we we don't like your study so we're we're just going to move on and we're going to consider this a bogus study. So you mean basically if a bunch of us jeepers were like hey let's like bypass this next upgrade on our jeep and we'll save our money and we'll slide it into this politician's pocket. Yeah, we'll probably say what we want them to say or believe what we want them to say. This is bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. Come on now. You, the, the study was done independently, was it not? I mean, they paid for it. Um, I think they they just didn't like some of the criteria and, and the, the way that they did it. Um, but then again, I, I think the criticism here is that you didn't like the results of the study. So now you're trying to find all the reasons that, that it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's just crap. Come on now. If, if something is done, somebody paid dollars for it, the study was independent, then accept the results. Oh, they paid almost a hundred grand for that, bro. Yeah. Like, 
they paid a lot of money to sit around to turn around and be like, well, since it doesn't say that dust is a problem, I guess it, it's not a real study. Uh, it rained a couple days beforehand, and um, this and and it's the they they wanted to come up with this you know this answer and like, well, you know, you paid for the study though. You guys are the ones that wanted it, so you know it's a relatively independent firm. You can either, I guess, you, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. I hope your voters take that into account. Yeah, exactly. Right there. I, I hope just our discussion right here, it maybe hits home with somebody and they're like, hey, listen, the truth is out there. Yeah. The independent study was done. They paid for it. They didn't get what they wanted, so they rejected it. Yeah. Alyssa, I, were you on for that that one? No, I was going to ask, what was the study trying to say like, we should well, do? Well, I mean, you've heard, like... you've heard complaints about OHVs and dust in Sedona, like, and it's, it's a regular thing in the desert these days is for folks to complain about that. Yeah, um, that's just an Arizona thing, to be honest. What'd you say? If, if I drive through the dirt and you live five miles away, yeah, the dirt that came up from my top affected your breathing. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, it would affect my breathing, yes. From Even though I bought the house there. No, no, he's saying from five <laughs> I don't miles understand. away. <laughs> no, oh, no, he's saying from what? a long, long distance away. And oh, I, like it carries? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think, I mean, that yeah. makes sense, because Sedona's very canyon I don't know if it's a canyon technically, but canyony. That kind of makes sense. It just kind of like sits there and it kind of hovers. It has nowhere to yeah. go. And I think that was, I think that's what the city council initially was saying. And so they spent almost a hundred thousand dollars to get this study done. Um, and we were talking about it with Marcus from core um, mm -hmm. and he was actually applauding it as being, Hey, you guys actually did, you know, you guys commissioned the study and then you got the study back saying, Hey, guess there isn't really a giant, um, impact of dust to, you know, the, the, the percentage of the amount of OHVs out there and the, the dust that they call cause versus just the dust that kicks up from wind is negligible. Um, and the city council basically came back and said, well, that's not the answer we wanted. So we're just not going to take this study that we paid a hundred grand for, um, as fact. So it's just, it's kind of an interesting turn with them. I don't, they're not done talking about this in Arizona and I, and you're on the ground in Arizona, so I don't. Mm -hmm. I, we I, I ha we have dust storms that happen here, but they happen because of the weather. Like we get 70, sixty miles an hour winds coming up on my bed, the back of my house, and it's blowing dust in my house. But that's dust from the highway. Yeah. So is it like city like health department was complaining? So then the government was like, "Oh, we'll just do the study no, to get you guys answers." Like what what came of it? I think the name of the person who was complaining was Karen. <laughs> I think there are. Oh, was the. No, he's just being an ass. Um, but no, it just. <laughs> that could cause us, you know, that type of uh, health problems or like that we should be concerned about than this. I feel like there's bigger issues out there. I don't know. Yeah, and I, 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 and I get it. Oh, <laughs> and I get it. We have us. Um, Surprise, uh, yes. Go for it. I got kicked out of my chair again. Uh -oh. uh, no, actually, see where I am. They can see you. Oh, okay. too, too much pressure. Too much pressure. Uh, guys? What's up? Oh, God. Oh, God. Get the tent. Fine. Get a little bear. Okay. If you guys hey, welcome. Nice to meet you, man. Mr. Beckley, can you? 
Hey, how's it going? Good. Guys, take it. Oh God, Maverick, take it easy. <laughs> oh, I just I I immediately thought you had a dog peeing in your lap. That's that's the that was the motion that was. It uh, it I think it was uh, mild humping actually. Okay, that's I get that part too. I mine's asleep, so he's not. I don't have to worry about it. Did you, uh, uh, DJ? Do you want to tell uh, Victor? <laughs> you want to tell Victor what we're talking about? We're talking about dust storms and Karen who gets pissed off about dust storms. Um, we, we were just talking about a we we're talking about a story that happened in Arizona, and we we're just talking about some of the complaints about dust over the last few years. And it's just a, I know it's 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 not the last few years, but I know that it's gotten louder, especially since 2020, when uh, the amount of OHVs just on the on the trail as, as a whole went up. Um, but you know, I I'm sympathetic. I I get it that it sucks too, but I, I'm also I have a really hard time with some of these folks that, you know, you, you bought a house on, you know, either at the edge or on forest service property with a forest road that runs through it. And then your immediate response a year after you move there is go to complain to city council about the fact that you bought a house in the middle of nowhere and there's too much dust in front of it. Like I just, I, it. See, I agree with that. Like if you have a house near a trail or whatever, um, of course, there's going to be dust that kicks up there. Um, but if you're saying it's like miles away from a trail, like knowing how Sedona's landscape yeah. is, I can understand how it's kind of. No, it's not. That was just Jason being now. a smartass. No, he was. No, he was. Oh, and he was really just trying to clarifying. It was no, it, no, <laughs> and he was. Oh, it's the people right there. The what are we talking about? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> he wasn't trying to be a smart. He was trying to make a point. Like he was, he was trying to say, you know, five miles okay. away, they're saying that there is no impact. And and actually, what the study was saying is that even for the people that are actually doing the the majority of the complaining, which are the people that are locally right next to the trail. Um, you know, the studies that we did say that that it isn't an issue. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'll, I'll let you know, Jason. Um, I, I know he's, is he still there in the background complaining? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that one back. Cause I, I want to bring that one back as a, as a subject matter. Cause I, I don't think that one's over just yet. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm see, really curious. There. I want to know more. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, they're particularly uh, skeptical. Dusty roads. If you live off of Forest Service Road, I have a cabin out in Leavenworth, and one of the people was sick of the dust being kicked up by people traveling by. They installed a sprinkler system on the road to keep it wet during dry summer days. I mean, that would be really nice if they did that in Sedona. I would be happy. <laughs> That's really well, smart. <laughs> well, I mean, and if you're depending on where you're at, like this isn't going to be possible everywhere, but if that's, right. it seems like a reasonable solution. If you have a, you know, a, a mm -hmm. water source nearby that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg. So especially if it's bothering you that much. So, and I get it. Like I, we, when we moved here to this, this house, there was, there weren't a whole lot of houses around us. So we just kind of breathed this heavy dust for the first year and a half or so that we lived here until some other property started popping up near us. Uh, and it, it's not fun, but it also, I, I don't feel like my life has been shortened because of it. So anyway. All right, cool. Um, all right. Well, that's all the news that I had today. Uh, since Pope and Randy, and I'm sorry if, if you're listening and you're a regular listener, uh, Pope and Randy, who are usually with us, uh, are actually finishing their packing for winter 4x4. 
uh, and we'll be heading out that way in the morning. So they're not going to be here this week or next week. Um, and so <laughs> Alyssa's uh, agreed to to kind of come in blind and uh, help us out. So and uh, kind of round us out. So and then we got uh, is it Victor? Is that your actual name? Yeah, I'm Victor. My Jeep's name is Vector. Together we are Okay. Victor. JK, you were taking on this build and the trails of both direction and magnitude. Yeah. And they shoot spider webs. I want to be mad at you for the placement, but I I'm I gotta give you the props, man. That's that was beautiful. You just you got it all in there. You shoved that in like you were on a national broadcast. Like I'm gonna get this in here before they cut me off. Hey man, it's, it's all about the YouTubes and the Instagrams, you know. You gotta you gotta get you gotta be able to throw it out there on the spot. Victor is uh, the engineer of our crew. And shoot spider webs out your ass. I've never done that, but interesting. Victor is the engineer of our crew. That's why we keep him, keep him along. He's a really good trail wife for Jason. Uh, Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Because Lily's not up to the challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I apologize, uh, Victor. We've already kind of moved through the... Uh, you got here at the end of the we work hard, real hard to get Jason pissed about something segment. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> no, they came in right at the end. <laughs> Was it a success? Yeah, no, this is stupid dust shit. So, so Victor, uh, I shared with Jason before we got on the air today that uh, I recently had uh let's call it an assistant go through our transcripts and uh the assistant was able to tell me that there were 326 swear words in the 15 episodes that we started this uh, podcast with with jason me, right? uh, no i it's all of us it's all of us to be fair but yeah <laughs> i feel like we all know where the majority of that shit's coming from fucking pope <laughs> I mean, to be fair, as soon as I dropped that first f bomb, it's it's kind of downhill for me after that point. Like I, that, it, all of those sensors are gone. So, the way I feel yeah. about buying a new car, as soon as I drive it off the lot, I light a cigarette before I leave because I know it's going to happen. Anyway. Yeah, that's why I don't want to get rid of my Jeep. I don't want to buy a new car. <laughs> so, hey, my axle got to the shop today, Jason. Nice. Yeah. So. um Matt's going to find out from the technician. I think he said he's going to get started on it mid next week. So hopefully it'll be a few weeks and then I'll be able to start actually making some plans again. Nice. Sweet. I got a delivery coming early next week. So that way, next time we do a podcast, maybe my Jeep's not sitting here on jack stands. Well, I mean, at it least it's, uh, I mean, it's a good background for you. For you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was better yeah. than the garage door last time. And the fresh paint too. I mean, come on. Yeah, a fresh rattle can. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't. We're all we're all about fresh rattle can in Jeep world. Let's not lie. Fuck it. Somebody was like, "Is that what did they say? Uh, what is that? Uh, what's that weldable paint? Steal it. It's like, steal it. That steal it? Uh, yeah. No, that's rust only, man. I can't afford steal it. <laughs> uh, who's a yellow life was doing? She did a reel about that. She loves that shit. She did her whole roll cage in it. Oh, I heard it's amazing. I just I can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, you just eat ramen, man. You'll be all right. I think we lost our guest. <laughs> no, he's just. <laughs> no, he's just like I can't believe I agreed to come on this shit. If I had, if I didn't know JD, I would never have agreed to this. He's probably like, who the fuck is this Jason guy? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> shut up. 
Oh no! I, I based on Matt's initial uh, response to to coming on earlier today about the live. I'm like, you, you didn't check out previous shows yet. This is good for me. Like, I I feel like it's a good. Uh, you don't come in here with any preconceived notions of how terrible we are. So, uh, Matt, Bill Potter is online on uh, watching on YouTube. So give him a shout out because he's oh, what's uh, happening, Bill. Bill, uh, Bill here. My Bill business. answered the call for YouTube live followers. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, man. Well, Matt, welcome to the show. That's a, that's a good segue for us to get into it with you. Um, so, and uh, Lily, when we get to the end, uh, we'll go through any questions and stuff. Um, we're going to, like I told you before, we're going to reframe that last part of the show and just do, we'll go through all the live stuff at the end. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, all right. So, Matt, um, I appreciate you because, uh, you know, we're still trying to get this uh, off the ground. And I we, we talked with some folks out of uh, Sand Hollow that they kind of do like the the guided on trail stuff to kind of show you. But I know you from working in here in Colorado and you kind of you do a little bit different. You're, you're more about showing about the tools and the different stuff that you need to get yourself back. Um, so real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about on trail training. So kind of my career off-roading started back in 2000. Uh, I moved to the Vail Valley and uh, saw a Jeep guide company driving around. And I said, they pay people to go do that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I called them up and said, hey, you know, I wanted to see if you were hiring any Jeep guides. I said, you know, have you off-roaded before? Oh, yep, absolutely. Okay, cool. Come on in tomorrow. We'll train you. The guy that trained me started two weeks before me. And the next day, I was there as a Jeep guide. And since then, learned a couple things along the way. Uh, did that for a while. Did that for, oh, 13, 14 years. The Bell Valley kind of did an owner-operator thing for a while. I had my own vehicle. That was that guy's former life. Just got the oh, boy off of that and a lot less seat. And kind of when I got out of the guiding, it was, you know, there was kind of a now what moment. Uh, yeah. I took years off from it, had uh, had some kids, not me and my wife did, but I had to take care of them a lot, so here I am. Um, all right. know, I've seen a need for instruction when I was out with folks. I'd, I'd run into all sorts of people on trails that were struggle busting through obstacles. Man, if they just knew how to pick a line, they could get right through there and run into all sorts of people getting stuck all kinds of different ways. and. Had always seen that need. There weren't a lot of good resources for good quality education on this. Right. Um, got hooked up with a group called the I4WDTA. It's the International Four-Wheel Drive Trainers Association. Uh, we have right around 100 members right now. Uh, I just got, I don't know if you call it promoted or uh, awarded uh, as a master trainer with the association. Out of the 100, there are nine master trainers. And there's some big names in that bunch and somehow... I fit in there. Um, fun group, though. Uh, right. Learned a lot along the way. I will say I learned more in a year training to be an instructor than at that point, 20-some years, you know, recreational off-roading with about 15 of those professional, uh, you know, getting out 100, 150 trips a year. Um, I mean, well, I can tell you from personal experience, there's not a whole lot of people in parking lots here in Colorado that are willing to just teach you about how to use a winch properly no and you know i do more than parking lots you know yeah i, you, I catch a lot of little uh, parking lot demos at you know places like uh, christmas caravan and all for fun there is that yeah, yeah yeah you know some of the 
four by four girls. I still struggle calling them Jeep girls and myself off there. Uh, yeah, but no, I, 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 I got introduced later. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I do a couple different full day classes. I do two different recovery classes. I do driving skills classes and uh, just added a trail fix class. I taught it kind of for some private groups and little bits and pieces. And it's, uh, it's kind of the MacGyver class, mm-hmm. how to stitch the truck back together with a little bit of bailing wire and some duct tape and limp you on back to the trailhead where you can get it on awesome. head on home from there. Little tricks you learn along the way that, oh man, if I just would have thought you could, you know, put a bunch of bailing wire in a hole and hammer each end shut. And that, that kind of makes a bolt. You're sheer something out there, you know, little, little tricks like that you pick up. Wait, say that again. So if you got, say you sheared a control arm bolt. Okay. And I, I carry extras with me, but not everybody does. Or, you know, a track bar bolt or something. You can take little pieces of just some bailing wire, cut enough of those to fill that hole up. If you want to go bonus points, put some JB Weld in there. And then oh, just. Oh, I love JB Weld. Awesome. Yeah, that's great stuff. Hammer each end shut, and you kind of got a rivet in place there. And that'll hold pretty darn well. Don't drive down the highway that way. But that's one of those good little tricks that, hey, man, that can get me five miles off of this trail back to the trailhead. Now I can get it on a tow truck and get it back home in one piece. What? Places where getting you just a little bit will get you cell service. <laughs> yep. What's up, Jason? Yeah. Hey, what, like, what are they trying to fix with a JB Weld on there for like getting you off the trail that quick? Like, How did it cure that fast? Uh, if you use the quick, it cures in 15, 20 minutes. Um, I've used fiber fix on a lot of stuff too. Uh, another good little product. It, it seemed to disappear off of the market though. JB Weld's got a version of it now too. It's kind of oh. JB Weld in gauze form. Um, did some, did a uh, pitman arm that had broken right where the sector shaft came in and it had cracked and opened up. You use JB Weld on pitman arm? The fiber fix I did. Oh, and it's fiber. that kind of, it's like JB Weld in a gauze form. No shit. Water for 10 seconds, wrap it on there, 10 minutes, it sets. And yeah, have you never heard of Fiber Fix before? It's cool stuff. Um, it's it's hard to find anymore. I don't know if it got pulled because it'll kill you if you use it. Um, <laughs> California. All the good shit kills us, man. It does, I know. If it don't, it ain't fun. Um, this is a true story. But JB Weld has a version of it too, where it's kind of you mix the epoxy in the in the um, kind of gauze, and it'll it'll set over there. But what we wound up doing is that that's the Pitman arm had cracked and opened up, and it stripped all the splines. So we're able to wrap that with some of that fiber fix, and then oh, hold it into place, splines? and it, it yeah, it kind of filled its way out and made new splines in there. And that's cool as shit. That was enough to get that truck, you know, three four miles back. We need more people like this on the podcast. This is fun. <laughs> I got stuff. Just let me that's, talk for a while, Jason. Redneck that's um, that's, that's a full that. eight-hour class of that kind of stuff. And you, you see know, Alyssa know. over there is taking notes. She's I like, am, like oh, we need a little pocketbook. <laughs> You're recording this, aren't you? Watch yes. it later. Oh, Lily's. <laughs> yeah, Lily made that. Yeah, we are recording this. Uh, Lily made the idea of the last as the last show or the show before where you, we should put together a book of. Uh, trails and maybe uh tips and shit that we've come up with over the years so maybe matt maybe we'll uh we'll pull you on we'll get an on-trail training tip you can do that i got i got bunches of them. <laughs> she knows what it's like to limp a vehicle off a trail yeah. this thing's been for me i've been running this 
Oh, let's see. I started on trail training eight years ago. Um, 20 miles ahead. That's been, I had a lot of maintenance, a lot of, you know, fixing stuff before it becomes an issue. But the only problem it's given me on trail is uh, broke a sway bar bushing last year. A little mm. metal washer that sits on top of the rubber. That finally gave up after, what, 97, you know, 25 years of use. And Sway Bar pulled through that, but that's the only problem I've had on trail with this thing. So Um, drive them in there, drive them in their envelope and they'll go a long ways. Lily doesn't want to hear it because she hates Toyos. Honestly, you you said you could do like a, you do a whole, you do a whole eight hour class on like trail fixes. Yeah, um, kind of go through the truck kind of front to back. You know, what are our common parts that break? You know, how do we handle that with not, you know, we might not have the replacement parts, we might have limited tools. Um, you know, things like if I, you know, break a track bar, we can rig two, you know, ratchet straps and an X on there, and that's going to keep that front at, front or rear axle located where it needs to be. Um, you know, even as simple Man, as yeah. take a U-joint out. Um, a lot of folks haven't, you know, they kind of get the concept, but have never really taken one apart. And you take one apart and you do it the wrong way and all needle bearings go, well, you're kind of hosed out there. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, run through, you know, I went in one of my boxes is right over here. Uh, kind of some common parts I carry, you know, what the weak parts are in the vehicle. You know, some tie rod ends, pitman arms, um, things like that. Uh, What's one spare where- part you tell everybody to have their, in their vehicle? Uh Somebody at home that knows where they are, <laughs> maybe somebody else with them. Dude, um, yes, you know, a lot of it's vehicle dependent, and I'm I'm a big proponent of not upgrading some parts until you really need to. Um, you know, tie rod ends, great example. Um, yeah. that's something I can carry a full replacement set of in one hand. You know, take my old takeoffs and just put them in the box. They're still good. They still work. They'll get me home. Um, yeah. You know the threads on it so when you thread the new one in your alignment is close enough to get you down the road you don't have you know two tires going down the road this way um yeah. and you know even some things simple as like a bike inner tube you know take a take the inner tube out of there and as that ball joint or that's in that tie rod starts to stress and maybe even it's come all the way apart you can kind of take that bike inner tube and wrap that tie rod end with it enough to kind of brace it drive you back off the trail you know that's a a lot of these these are trail fixes and i really stress this a lot in the class that this is to get you back to the trailhead you know if i'm going down the trail at three miles an hour and my steering goes out depending on the trail i should be able to get that thing stopped before i hit anything or worst case you know bump into a tree yeah i do that at 60 miles an hour coming down 285 that steering failure is a whole other story so these are these are kind of get you back to the trailhead kind of fix yeah nobody absolutely again for anybody listening um no one should try to use fiber fix or water weld or jb weld or um Mm -hmm. duct tape uh i've seen duct tape used on drive shafts although not to much success um just don't do it just just um it's just get yourself to the cell service. Yeah. Five miles, you know, under five miles an hour, you know, call up the folks at Colorado four by four rescue and recovery. They'll yep. come, they'll come get you back home one piece. Well, we were, we were talking before we got on the air about my situation. And when, when I hit that initial rock, I wasn't where I had good cell phone service. I nope. would have, you know, I would have needed to get myself someplace because 
and regardless, I, I don't know, Matt, I, I don't know how you feel about uh, solo wheeling, but I am a, a solo wheeler. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me professionally, I, I, I wind up there by myself a lot. Um, a lot of times I'm leading groups out there. I may have to go out and scout a trail that I've got, you know, I'll do some trails, some classes with, you know, folks with sprinter vans and I've got to go scout hundred miles of trail segment, you know, wide enough, high enough, tough enough, but easy enough and find that little sweet spot for them. Um, right. days, you know, I'd take a truckload of people and I'd go out and I'd have radio contact with somebody, but that was, that was it. Make yeah. good decisions when you're out there. Um, what I like you to say, Lily? I won't go through anything that I know that a hundred percent of the time I can get my vehicle through there in one piece, not get stuck, yeah. not break anything. If I do break or if I do get stuck, I've got the skills to fix that thing, limp it back or to get it out. You're Hopefully. a little better than I, but we'll come back to that. What'd you say, Lily? Oh, I just want to, uh, I just want to make, uh, make clear to everybody out there. We do know want to encourage people to go off-roading by themselves. We're talking about yeah, yeah. experience here and probably have the tools that they need uh, to get out of the situation. So yeah. do not so, go off-roading by yourself. It, yeah, it, no, that is, you know, make good, like I said, make good decisions with it. You know, if you're good choices, hill, you know, yeah. there's somebody coming by in the next 10 minutes. Most of our trails aren't that far well, pavement you know yeah and seeing the i think that's what he's saying so like if um for instance you know like jim and, and the misfit if 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 pope and randy are out on the trail out there in sand hollow by themselves chances are they're going to run into somebody that can help them if they run into an issue yeah. boy okay and our house here uh, they have experience they have the tools like if we we're talking about someone is trying to learn to go off-roading and they we just don't want to encourage them to go by themselves that's yeah. it yeah, yeah, I agree. About spare parts. I just realized one of my spare parts. But I, I have a question, though. Crooked. It's crooked. One of them, I teach driving skills classes. I have a couple different recovery classes. We just kind of latched on to the, you know, trail fix. Yeah, we got into the JB Weld conversation, um, but I wanted to talk yeah. about some of the other stuff, man. Go. Um, what's some of the other classes you got? So uh, driving skills, uh, that one always draws a ton of people. Um, go through, you know, from starting to how to put your vehicle in four wheel low. Um, I see a ton of people out there that don't know to put it in four low when they go off road. Hey, let's yeah. talk about four low. Off road and driving around in four high. And yeah. real, real good way to blow a transmission. Down in four high. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff as simple as that. You know, go through seating position, how to brace yourself in the vehicle. Uh, how to use, you know, how to index your throttle foot, how to position your hands on the steering wheel. Um, you know, seeing the broken thumb or torn ligaments in the thumb from wrapping thumbs around the steering wheel and having bump steer happen. Um, then how to use your winch or... Mm -hmm. Yep. To be in. No. And, you uh -huh. know, I've wheeled with guys along the way that, you know, ah, I keep it in two-wheel drive till I get stuck. And it's a great way to break stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah, well, it's in a great way to get stuck and not be able to get yourself out. Yeah. And, you know, and that's one of the things we talk about in class. Um, you know, what wheel spin can do. That's one of the biggest risks we put our rigs in. So when you get that spinning wheel under mm -hmm. power up mm -hmm. in the air and it comes back into contact, it makes massive, massive shock loads. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. I, use, I use the Rubicons for an example is that. 
Um, yes. you know, that three six Pentastar. It's not a stupid, powerful motor, um, but by the time it sees that reduction for yeah. first gear, is almost a five to one, and then the four to one in the transfer case, and then the three ten mm-hmm. out back and out front, and then a thirty five inch tire, call it thirty six, that's a foot and a half lever arm. You're subjecting those axle shafts to somewhere around forty five thousand foot pounds of force in a stock Rubicon when that spinning tire comes back into contact. And that's kind of one of those like light bulb moments with people like, whoa, that's not yeah, that I, good. And you get low traction surfaces, you know, sand, snow, mud, that stuff's fine. You never get that tight grab, but you get that on a hard rock surface or, you know, somewhere like Moab, bang, yeah. shaft gone right then and there. So, well, you, you, know, one of the, you know, we go from in the driving skills classes is from real basic stuff like that all the way up to some pretty advanced techniques, you know, using things like brake throttle modulation. Um, using the brakes on your vehicle to keep that torque bias in your differential within its bounds. You know, that differential can only put as much force through it as it has resistance on the other end. Right. That's why we get that tire on the ground and the tire in the air. That tire in the air starts spinning is because there's not enough resistance or the, the differential can't put enough resistance through there to get down to that tire that's on the ground. So if right. we're using our brakes in conjunction with that, it keeps that pressure equal and almost acts like a locker but I still have the ability to maneuver the vehicle. I still have differential action in it. So that, and then all sorts of traction control systems coming out in the newer vehicles, you know, the crawl control and Toyotas, the select speed control and a lot of the Jeeps, you know, how those work, when to use them, when to use lockers, um, pros and cons of that. And uh, I heard this question on another show recently. Do you think that, uh, those traction control systems are going to replace the need for lockers someplace down the line? Uh, they're pretty darn good. Um, the problem with it, and this is why I use the brake throttle modulation for myself. One, it's a 97. We didn't have traction control in those days. Um, I've got front and rear lockers in that. I very rarely use it. When I do, it's in, it's in recovery scenarios and it's to lock the vehicle. Mm. Down. Um, when you get good at the brake throttle modulation technique, it's a preemptive system where traction control is a reactive system. It's got to wait till that wheel gets in the air and starts spinning. And then that brake pressure starts applying and equalizes that torque bias to get that tire on the ground to, to start moving. But by then I've lost momentum. Yeah. Um, is the systems get better? Maybe, but I don't know. I like to drive the things still. Yeah, no, that's no. kind of where I'm at. Like, I I think that's the other reason why I really didn't want to get rid of my Jeep because I yeah. I, I don't like some of the newer stuff from the jails. Yeah. Lily, what's up? Devin. Oh, so the classes, are they online or they're in person? Oh, no, they're in person. Full day classes. Uh Burn Bailey. I do a lot of them out on Slaughterhouse. Uh, if you're familiar with the trail, it's just hard enough, but it's just easy enough that I can get a stock vehicle through. Um and there's no real exposure on the trail. So, so you have like a, you take them to a trail, so you have like a little obstacle course kind of? Oh, no, I, I, we go out on a trail. And, you know, Slaughterhouse is a trail that if you just start it and run the whole trail, you can finish in about an hour and a half. Um, and we'll spend, you know, eight, nine hours out on the trail. Kind of so, go like, get to an obstacle, talk about it, talk about line selection, why we want to put our tires where. Um, you know, things like driving a flat suspension. I want that suspension to flex the least amount as possible, how to spot that line and know exactly where your tires are going to be, how to put your vehicle on it and, uh, and so, then drive through onto the next obstacle. 
why you take them on the trails, you are kind of teaching them to, like, like giving them, uh, you know, yeah, a lesson kind of on the trails. Or you yeah. give them a lesson first and then, like, you know, the next Little time. Little both. You know, they will spend probably a good hour, hour and a half at the beginning of the day talking about a lot of different things. Um, first little part of the trail is really mellow. It's just about a half hour, just straight shot, kind of boogie on back. Um, yeah. But it gives them a chance to practice, you know, some things like that brake throttle modulation, using that throttle and that brake pedal in conjunction, feeling that balance between the two. And then I'll give them some little drills as we're on the way, way out. You know, I'll say, okay, you know, scan down the trail, pick out a little fist-sized rock on the trail, and run it over. Take your driver tires over it. You'll feel it going to the front, feel it going to the back. Okay, now do it with the passenger tires. You'll feel that this starts building this kind of body vehicle sense. I know where my tires are without hanging my head out the door the whole time. A lot of folks out there that don't know how their vehicles react to being... um, And don't understand how vehicles maneuver through. You know, the next step to that is I'll have them, okay, pick out a rock. I want you to miss it with the front tire and turn towards it and feel it go under your rear tire. Because you get in those situations a lot on a line where you've got to kind of snake up through and I've got to get my front tire around here. So I'm going to get the sidewall into the rock, but I want to get my rear tire in a good spot. It's another thing that a lot of folks miss that, you know, our important part, especially climbing. That's a big thing with spotting, right? Is like most people, most people will look at it and go, I need to spot them over this obstacle. In reality is you need to spot them over this obstacle, but set them up for the next it's that, and a lot of people will focus on the front tires. And okay, those are the ones I'm getting through. The back tires are getting the ones that are pushing you through yeah. that off. So I got to get the front end in a position that's going to put the rear tires in. Yes. Um, people say that, you know, the spotting portion of that class, we don't always get to it sometimes with time. Um, but if we've got time with it, the spotting portion of that class, after I'm done with them, they're like, that was the most difficult thing we did all day. Oh, uh, yeah. And Nobody I kind of do it at the end of the day. Anything. They're a little tired. They're a little worn out. And then you get the couples. And they're going. Jason's not- our Jason's our resident um, uh, spotting expert. Yeah. But you know what? Even though I might, you know, I feel confident in my spotting. You know when I don't feel confident in my spotting is when I'm spotting for somebody I don't know. And the reason for that is, is like, I'm deathly afraid that. Like either I could give them bad information or they could not listen to me. And then yeah. they're like, Oh, it's your fault. And I don't yeah, even know. I, and you know, it's one of the things I always stress in there. You're you're driving the vehicle. If you don't want to if mm-hmm. you're done listening to me and you don't think it's a good idea, either stop and let's have a conversation or stop listening to me. So you're you're you're, you're way nicer than me. Like ask Lily. We've gotten we've gotten in situations where even though Lily wanted me as a spotter mm-hmm. the other spotter just like who really wasn't a spotter they just invited themselves into the situation and i can't yeah. handle it it's like okay i was like lily you know what all right i'll talk to you later and that's my yeah. fault and but, you get six people pointing seven different ways and yes yes mm-hmm. so yeah. if you listen and you're one of those people that like wants to invite themselves into the conversation when somebody's spotting don't do it yeah. Don't talk to the spotter off yeah. to the or, you know, it, it, like, The only exception okay. I would say to that is, okay, I see something that they're, yeah. they're about to really screw this up and stop yeah, it. Exactly. Stop that driver. Stop Don't that spotter. It. All right, this is what's going to happen here. 
How yeah. many people do you have on your uh, trail classes when you take them on the trails? So for the recovery and the trail fix classes, those are those are ten vehicles. Um, a lot of the times, you know, we're just kind of sitting at a campsite and kind of a you know outdoor classroom. Uh, for the driving classes, I keep that at five vehicles. And that way, we can keep okay. moving at a fairly decent pace. We're not plugging up the trail, parking 10 trucks all over the place. Well, not only that, but you can probably get a lot more one-on-one with them, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in that class, you know, it, it, it matters a little bit more. And, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, seemed a good size for it. Sometimes I'll squeeze six in. Some folks bring passengers. You know, we'll get some husband-wife combos in there, and they'll swap. I, I, I think everybody in this podcast, with the exception of Alyssa, really loathes the husband-and-wife combos. <laughs> I get a kick out of sit back and watch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm not here for marriage counseling. Really quick, like showing this, we were talking about earlier is like, so you mentioned it, you got like high wheel, wheel speed spin, and then boom, it stops and Mm -hmm. explodes. That's like the recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, And And most people, most people with a Dana 30 that want to talk about how awesome and strong their Dana 30s are. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah. But, this here. And if you don't, you're going to know. Um, it happens. It's going to happen. So you should have some of these with you. Now, that, that not, you, uh, that's for those of you listening and cannot see Jason, he's holding up a U-joint. Yeah. Yeah. On my screen. That's my shoes on the drive line. You know, I talked a little, we got on the topic a little bit of tie rod ends. Can you see that's him? That's my shoes. I, so, I, don't, I don't like upgrading those because I want that $30 part that I can carry four of in one hand $30? before my $800 steering box fails. Is that $30? Yes, I don't care. Okay. He okay. doesn't have to buy a Jeep Fireball. U-joint. He can just buy a regular U-joint. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> well, this one's a Spicer, and I don't know how much it was. But, no, you guys are right. It's not that expensive. But no. I will tell you, yeah. the important part I want to tell people is, like, when you show somebody these new U-joints, don't take the caps off. Yeah. Yeah. Who took Did the you, cap off? Matt, you didn't see that earlier, but I'm pretty sure I, I have video that Thank I marked you, of Lily Don't immediately take the taking the off. U-joint cap oh. off the top. Yes. Who took, there go all the needle bits. Just throw it in the trash. It's done. Oh. Nobody saw that, Jason. <laughs> like circumcision no. of the U-joint. You yeah. owe me like forty dollars. <laughs> Guys, to you be fair, no, if I didn't, kidding. if I'm I didn't kidding. know what a U-joint was, I probably would have done the same bullshit because no, I, I'm, I, I'm that hey, guy. Listen, I take listen, everything no, apart. For real, for real. People listening and those that don't know, um, she doesn't owe me forty dollars. The, the problem with it is, is if you don't know anything about U-joints, which most people that probably listen to this do, but if you don't, a U-joint, yeah, there's grease in here in these caps, and they do come off, and they come off very easy. When these caps come off, there's a bunch of what they call needle bearings in there. Those will fall out. And if they do, good luck putting them back in and putting it all back together. So did they all just fall out when Lily did that? No. Fortunately. Well, then you don't owe him 40 fucking dollars. Don't let him bullshit you. Now, I will tell you, if the needle bearings fall out, just save yourself some time. Say fuck it and just go buy a new one because it's probably worth your time to go or buy a new one. Or throw it in your, in your truck as a spare to get you off the trail. What'd you say? Gasoline always solves the But hey, Lily learned an important lesson tonight. <laughs> That's Don't an important life lesson, Victor. Vaseline always solves the problem. 
So the high lift, I've seen you like you've done some stuff. Like you can actually use that as a pull, like not a pull pal. That's the wrong word I'm using for. Is it a what? Come. Yeah, come along. That's it. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Um, between that and a come along is the failure point on that come along. And usually, I mean, you can get bigger, bigger come alongs, but the majority of the ones I see out there are like a two ton come along. Um, yeah. And the yeah. Failure point on that is that cable. And the bulk yeah. of them are steel, and you're right on top of that thing when it fails. Well, the bulk of them aren't meant to pull a vehicle; they're meant to no. pull like a hard top no. and lift it in your in yeah, your garage. You drag yeah. a lawnmower, you know, a riding lawnmower up onto a trailer, you know, yeah. fairly light loads. Um, you can rig that same kind of system with a high lift with some winch extension lines, where the weakest point in that system is going to be the shear pin on that high lift. Right. So when it breaks, it's going to be that shear pin and that high lift will lift right around 7,000 pounds. Uh, they rate them to winch, I think 5,000. Um, but I'm, you know, <laughs> hooking that up to a 7 inch winch extension that fails north of 20,000 pounds. You know, some soft yeah. shackles and hard shackles that are failing at, you know, 45, maybe 60,000 pounds. Um, and much safer to rig that way. Um, you can do some really tricky ways with it too. You can add mechanical advantage to it. You can rig, a, you know, a two to one or a four to one with two pulley blocks on it. If you want to do something fast, you can flip that four to one advantage around and get a one to four speed advantage. So okay. for every foot you move the high lift, the load moves four feet. Oh, right. I've lost three quarters of my power there, but again, you know, really light load. Um, and sometimes you just, you need that, you need to get a few inches. You don't need a, you know, you don't need a, you don't need a ton of space most of the time yeah. when you're, when you're thinking about it, options like that. You know, I'm not going to winch something a hundred yards with that. But I right. hang my diff up, and I need to pull the truck a foot backwards. Yeah. Oh, I've had plenty of situations, especially in Colorado, where you're you're mm. on one of those situations where you just need six inches or a mm. foot to get yourself back on the trail, and then you're good to go for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The bulk of the stuff we have here, you know, most recoveries, unless you you know slid off the side of the trail, are, are fairly short. Now, if you got to move yeah. that thing more than a truck length. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you yeah. get down, you know, Florida, Louisiana, you know, you're stuck in 300 yards. Well, yeah. Different. And we, we had a guy on from Florida last week and I know that that recovery is something that we didn't really get a chance to talk with about, about with him, but you know, those are just, they're just straight roads with mud and it's yeah. just, yeah. and there's when, and not necessarily great places to winch to all the time. So, no. um, all right. So we'll do one last question for you before, uh, we, we get in, uh, Lily, do we have live questions to get to? or nobody have, yelling at us we have okay cool get jason back in here okay cool you you work on that we'll finish this up with matt then okay. um so what's your matt and and your parting piece here what's uh your advice for beginners what would something what would something you'd give to somebody just getting started in off-roading um you can be specific to colorado because that's what you know and and that's kind of what you speak to in the most the most often uh you can say it about anything if you want to you know, I, I, I've wheeled a lot of places, um, but bulk of it, Colorado, you know, Utah stuff. Um, I would say one of the biggest things is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the other, you know, the other thing that kind of goes along with that is there's a great book out there. It's called the four wheelers Bible. My guy named Jim Allen. Ooh. And the whole first page of that is drop the ego, drop the testosterone. Yeah. Uh, once you kind of get past those two things uh, and start kind of analyzing that is I am 
I am an operator of this piece of machinery and this piece of machinery can do this and it can work within these parameters. And if I push past there, that's where I'm starting to risk breaking stuff. Um, get some good instruction. You know, there's, there's, there's yeah. a few of us out there. Uh, if you need some recommendations, you know, we've got hundred certified trainers in the I4WDTA. We're in eight countries right now. Nice. You know? That's pretty awesome. It's not an easy process. We're typically about a 30% pass rate. Uh, Damn, that's pretty cool. Though. That's to get into it. So I have a feeling a lot of the people who have heard are hearing this for the first time have never heard of that organization though. Yeah, at all. it's we're we're known in some circles. Uh, right. you know, and some folks deep in the industry know us. Uh some folks in the training realm definitely know us. Uh but I mean there's about ten people in the state offering any sort of off-road driving instruction. So oh, well, I'll have to I'll have to hit you up. We'll see if we get Bye. some of those people from yeah. other countries on. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know we've got Canada, India, uh, Germany, France, <sighs> Australia. I really, I really want to get somebody on here from India. Like I have seen some of those guys, and yeah. they, awesome. they just go hard, dude, and it's uh, awesome. Like they, he's, you know, and we're we're very, you know, the I four WDTA is very about vehicle survivability. Uh, you know, we've got some folks like myself that are, you know, more on the recreational end. I do some, you know, search and rescue groups, wildland firefighters. Uh, and then a lot of, you know, some industrial folks, uh, cell phone yeah. tower, you know, power, oh, line, yeah. those kind of folks. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Their job. Um, we've got other folks that strictly work military and, you know, government three letter agencies, uh, okay. you know, getting those skills to people that are taking it to all sorts of different places and doing all awesome. sorts of stuff, but they got to get right, cool. there. They got to get back. Yeah. And they got to get back. Probably I want to come to your class. man. Love to. Love to. I start up, I run April through October. Uh, the driving classes start uh, usually about mid-June once the train opens up. But yeah, reach uh, reach out cool. to me. JD's got my contact. Yep, we'll put your uh, we'll put your website in the show notes. Right there if you want to take that down. Yep. Uh, 303-883-7877. There you go, website uh, way back there. On trailtraining.com. You got it, yeah. Easy one. Cool. Awesome, but, man. Yeah. We'll hang out. Yeah, hang out for a few seconds. We're just gonna we're gonna yep. wrap up here. We'll do some. We got some live questions, I guess. Uh, I have I have one question, and Lily, I'll, let me let me get this one. I have one live question uh, from the YouTube because I know you're not on there. Um, so the question, Matt, is for you, um, and the question is, who is your favorite group to teach, and why is it the four by four girls? <laughs> that like the first sentence I knew, Cat said that. <laughs> The four by so. four girls. It's a uh, now. I'm out in the middle of the woods with twenty, thirty women, um, and they're great. I, I I love working with them, and they're a ton of fun, and they're super encouraging to each other. But I, I feel like a piece of meat at that class. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the butt of every joke and everything I say turns into a. Uh. And yeah, I'll just, that sounds I'll take about something right. completely benign, and I just hear this <clears throat> coming from yep. the back of the group. I'm like, "What? Oh, I said, grab the handle." Ugh. I feel, they're, no, they're I feel awesome. like you're gonna have to I, I, I you're gonna have to qualify they're, everything if they're with a 13 year old filter. No, it is. It is. It's they're worse than they're worse than. I cat. said what I said, cat. They yeah. really mm -hmm. are. All right, cool, awesome. All right, kind of this uh, like. Girl want to act how they act with girls when they're with you know mixed company oh it's amazing to watch it's it's really <laughs> awesome yeah 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 it's awesome it's when they're not when 
when they're yeah, it's it's awesome because they're just they're not afraid of anything going on. It's fantastic. It's it's no, awesome. No, to watch. they're super supportive with each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just about everyone. Uh, somebody's had darn near panic attacks. Some full yeah. on crying trying to get through an obstacle. And yeah. that's me on every weekend. I actually have my jeep, so I it's not just them. Yeah, yeah. Right, cool. Every day of my life. True story, though. Well, and now that you're retired, go ahead, Lily. What's your questions? It's rough. I'm exhausted. <laughs> the amount of work that I do in a day, Lily. I, 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 I have to work with Jason, so I'm not going to let him. I be the only one. I, I realize you are both a handful, and that together you are two handfuls. And then, and we love you. And I just want you to know that. Oh. <laughs> All right, Lily. What's the questions? Okay, so we don't have. Uh, this is not a question, but uh, J Three Aventure Sixty Nine say for Jason's graduation ceremony. It's a retirement, Jesus. Let me <laughs> move up with a bonfire. You should oh. move up with a bonfire. Should we uh, live stream your your graduation, Jason? We should. DJ, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. That's okay. I, I deserve that. That's fair. I'll live stream it. I'll live stream it some way on Facebook or I don't know how to do. Nobody it. needs that much access to your life, bro. No, you're good. No, I guarantee you. Already, the people. I don't set it up. Somebody else does, and they are. Well, yeah. If if she does that to you, I can't help you. Like that's oh, no, that's no, awesome. Seriously, somebody's going to live stream it. I'm not okay, live stream. Oh well, yeah. So if you uh, want to live stream it, uh call us at seven one nine four zero eight zero one three two and we'll hook you up with Jason to uh show up at his graduation. So <laughs> so at my graduation slash retirement, um there's gonna be people there that are specifically assigned to get up on a stage and roast my ass. Really? Oh, I'm not surprised by this information at all. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Let's see what they have to say. I don't think they can roast me. So if we find a, a spot big enough, we are going to try to make the event public for okay. everyone who wants to come and join. We, but can't, if we, we can't find a spot that big. If we can't, uh, it's, I mean, it's just going to be private and you're just going to select a few people to come over. But... We can talk about it afterwards. Yeah, I just... I. I enjoy being an ass about that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not going to invite you to any of my graduation. <laughs> I'm not going to invite you to my graduation. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Pip Isa Jeep say, we, uh, you all are great. Uh, love the energy and vibe. Thank here. you. Thank you. I don't understand that one. Four people, Jason? Yeah, four people. So, what the fuck is like, that? What the Texas Jeep say that? Because you were you were disagreeing I'm with the amount me. of four people? No, what? you were disagreeing with me in front of four people. So there's four people, Jason. She was just... So, oh, oh, I see. So Lily here is trying to... Uh, she is pulling a comment up that bolsters her opinion that she was in the right here. And Jeep Neck... You say, see what I mean? Digging a you hole. You see what I mean, JD? He said digging a hole. He said the gate. Yeah, was I mean to be fair, you are just digging a hole at this point, though. He's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, he said you were digging a hole, not me. Uh, real quick, uh, Matt. Um, someone wants to know if you will tell us your secret cookie recipe. Oh, you got a cookie recipe? I love it's delicious shit. too. I knew that from too. It's the Toll House recipe, but, but. Um, no white sugar, you double the brown sugar, 
And then Ooh. I do about four times the salt. And I use, it's called a Maldon salt. They're these big, like, flaky sea salts. So you get the kind of crunchy, salty. And the key okay. is... It's almost like seventy-five salt. nine minutes in the oven. As soon as you take the cookies out of the oven, drop the cookie sheet about six inches onto the counter. And it takes all the oh. air and knocks all the air out of the cookie. So you get this kind of gooey cookie with the crisp bottom. And oh, okay. I'm going to do a reel on this. Yeah, we're going to have to do that one. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Jason, you do that one. I'll do that one. Yeah, Alyssa, you do that one, and then we'll all have to taste test it and see we'll if any of us screwed it up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Alyssa's still here. Random questions. What? Thanks, <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> okay, so we have uh, Pip is a Jeep again. Who? Pip Who? is a Jeep again. When we were talking about riding solo, she said, if we wish you to ride by ourselves. How do you know it's a she? Because it's Isa. Ice. Aliza or? Well, it doesn't really matter. We don't talk about genders here. So... Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, All right. It's a person on Instagram. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we wish us to ride by ourselves, we still let people know and we have to check in. Yeah. Uh, Safe rides always so agree. uh, agree. You just got out real smart. Oh, I agree. Get yourself a satellite messenger. If if you if if you insist. And the iPhones. uh, Yep. Have a plan. The new ones. You know? You know, when I'm going out, my wife knows, okay, I'm going out and I'm running this trail. I should be off trail probably about five o'clock. If you don't hear anything yeah. from me by about seven o'clock, um, you know where I'm at. It that takes the search work. out of search and rescue. If they yeah. know where you're going rather than, I don't know, he went four wheeling. and Yeah, he said he was going out. Well, that, there's six major forces within an hour of his house. Which one did he go to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did you say, Jason? I said it doesn't work for everybody. All my ex-wives have been like, I don't know where he's at. You only need to have one person that is back in civilization yeah. that knows where you are, Jason. Just just yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an ex-wife. <laughs> Check oh. in with Or anyone that knows off-road. I tell some yeah, friends story. here that don't know because they'll remember the name instead of yeah. knowing like, 100 what, other names. What, you are, that's a valid no. point, Alyssa, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Jason? What? I said, from now on, when I go out, I'm letting you know. That's fine. I, hey, you, can tell you know us. what? I'll tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> dude, if you tell any one of us I and tell me, like, hey, if you haven't heard from me by mm-hmm. 5 p.m., you know, and make sure that you say, you know, on East Coast time. Um, but if you haven't heard from me by, like, 5 p.m., and start, you know, start making some phone calls to see if anybody, I'll, I'll make some phone mm-hmm. calls. I'll call 911 for you, bro. I, I got you. Yeah, but hey, good decision. Bro. I carry, a, I call it a 72-hour bag with me. Um, it's there you got. Go. You know, mm-hmm. shelter water, something for warmth. Um, yeah. you know, the that's not... like three bottles of Jaeger for me. There, oh, Jesus hey. Christ, yeah. Um, and keep it cold that long. Drink whiskey. Before uh, before all the keyboard warriors jump on there and be like, why wouldn't you say Lily? Yeah. Lily's going to be with me. That's yeah. why. There it is, see? Okay, so another it, question. Now, it, it, you know, for, for I'm going out and say I'm running Lockhart Basin. It's 70-mile trail, and I may not see somebody for two weeks out there. Yeah, I'm going with somebody. Um, But depending on where I'm at, what the traffic likes on there, you know, what my reason for being out there. Exactly. Real smart. You know, stuff can always break. Real smart. Always. Real smart. It doesn't even matter if you're real smart or not. Shit breaks. So we have a question here for Jason by... And and you know what? We're not friends anymore. Jay JKU. Can you read that for me? No, I can't. You read it. I don't. You, he, he knows. He's fucking with me. He's like, 
why does Jason run so much pressure in his tires? Okay. All right. Jason does not. I, I, I've now started a rumor, and I apologize. Jason does not run 42 pounds per square inch when he's on and off-road. Thank um, you, KD. He only runs 41. Um, no, don't let him. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just, we're, I, I just wanted to give Jason shit because. Uh, Jay Small actually gave that comment, and I know he's fucking with me. Uh, people yeah. asking you if you're going to frame your diploma. You know what? I mean, he does get, you do get a lot of framed shit as part of this deal, right? Well, it's not for my graduation. <laughs> No, I, I understand that, but I still, I, I really enjoy calling it a graduation, so I hate I to tell it. you this. I love I like it, it, but he's having a good time with it. I'm really tickled by it. I hate to tell you. Yeah, I, okay. I hate to tell you. Beatrice uh, JKU is asking for advice on snow batching. Uh, what? A snow batching? Snow batching. Snow batching, you know, that's one, probably not a good idea by yourself. Um, what you know, there's debate on this. Is it? Lightweight vehicle, really big tires, a lot of flotation. Is it chains? Do you air down? Do you keep aired up and chained? Um, I'll say most of the snow we have around here uh, doesn't support a rig very well. You go some places like the Pacific Northwest, they have a lot wetter, denser snow. They get a lot Mm. of it. There you can get the old Toyota pickups, good old 22RE. And, you know, big tires stripped way down, super lightweight vehicle that can stay up of it. Here, we usually get that, you know, maybe a couple inches of fresh. And then we get that layer of crust. And then we get that sugar. And usually underneath that sugar is ice. And that's what you're going to be driving on is that ice. Um, yeah. Chains going. So here, here in way. Colorado, it's chains. You want chains yeah. in the in the mountains if you if you if you're going to go snowmobiling. And don't go by yourself. I yeah. I wheel all by by myself all the time. I do not wheel in the winter by myself. Yeah. Don't do it. That's how you die. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it gets life threatening real bad real quick, real fast. Yeah. You know, with Colorado four by four rescue and recovery, we had a storm hit coming to see, um, and we had five. We got five calls in an hour within a mile of each other. And it yeah. just dumped a foot in an hour, and all these trucks were stuck on trail. It doesn't it take long for shit to get sideways. Bro, if you Back take later. a couple cases of beer, a few bottles of Jaeger, that turns into a party. <laughs> well, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> maybe. I still Start, party. Well, so not like yeah. that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, you know, have have means of self-recovery. Have somebody with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just, hey, listen, people out there, I'm just messing around. Don't do that shit. No. <laughs> So, uh, Jim, I have a question Alyssa. off of that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, before another question. No, no, um, no. So, and I, I don't know, it's an honest question. Um, for you guys with your winter weather, do you have like a stupid motorist law where if you do go out, you're putting yourself and your um, like first responders at risk and then you're fined? Because we have on, that, but we have it for summer. Not off-road. Not off-road. On-road, yeah. Um, off road, oh, that makes the, sense. Why okay. they don't do that here is because people will become afraid of a fine or afraid of the charges for search and rescue, and they won't call. Oh, and they don't do it. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, well, but on the yeah. road, you don't have you know, we go under tracks and law on the highway, and you don't have a you know, three peak rated tire with so much tread depth, and you yeah. cause an accident. Yeah, you're, you're getting and you're in for some okay. huge fines at that point. Yeah, if yeah. 
Um, and another reason too is like, and then if Cat is still listening, Cat knows she she lives in an area where uh, roads near her are considered off road trails by some. So mm-hmm. it gets real sketchy and gets real hard for people to kind of determine, am I on a regular road? Am I not? Should I call for somebody? Is it going to be real expensive if I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a, it's a rough place here to make that call because we're, it, it's so fast that you get away from civilization. Mm-hmm. Rescue okay. Recovery had a call, I think two weeks ago on Cat Street. Yeah, uh, exactly. A little ways down, it was about half a mile down the road, but it was a it was a plumber's van that was out there. Yeah, and it's he not called every further. company in town, and they're like, "Yep, we know where you're at. Nope, we're not coming there." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I live cool. I live the same town as Cat. Just yeah, there you go. Pavement in front of my house. I'm one of them uppity type folk. Yeah, hey, with your lift. Can we do our shot real quick. I gotta go. I gotta cook. Yeah, it. no, we should we should call this, folks. We've we've been at this long enough, and uh, we're well past our our end time here. So. Um, Matt, I don't know. I can't remember if you're a drinker or not. Uh, I am. But we, I currently some Dr Pepper, but I'm a, I'm a whiskey right. guy. Hey, that's Matt, okay. That's why I like you. I, I'm from JB Wells. I love Real you. Real quick too. I caught you were from Pennsylvania. Where from? I'm I'm from Pennsylvania. You're right. Where? Hey, you know where uh, Corning, Elmira, New York is upstate. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm like 30 minutes south of that. Okay. So, so that's I'm like northeast corner, isn't it? Morning in Elmira and Williamsport, right in the mountains, right in the oh, top. Okay, yeah, I grew up kind of west. I was from Evansburg, right between oh, Johnson okay. and Elmira. Okay. So. so you ever heard of a little town called Morris, Pennsylvania? Yep. Rattles yep. Roundup, the most uh-huh. redneck. You used, to go, used to go fishing up at Kettle Creek outside of Renova. Oh, Renova. They got uh-huh. some pretty good wrestlers uh-huh. there, bro. Um, yeah. So anyway, anybody that wants to know where I'm from, you want to talk about redneck? How redneck can you be if your hobby is, hey, let's once a year go out and catch rattlesnakes and have a competition? I know. Oh, they bring in like 30,000 of them in like a yeah. week. That sounds, that's very Florida boa constrictor to me. Bro, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's my hometown, dude. It's like <laughs> no, I just, I just say those two things yeah. are, it's a very Jacksonville mm-hmm. feel to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we get off here, I want to give a oh, shout Jesus. out to my hometown that we just brought up. Go for it, bro. <laughs> craziest motherfuckers ever and every time we show up at the bar and you guys want to be like bro come check out what i got and you showed me a rattlesnake and a pillowcase you can go fuck yourself dude that's, i mean not that's right fair in the head. <laughs> not right in the head. all right so at the end of the show uh we usually do we do a parting shot jason looks like jason's still nursing that uh fireball keg that he got like five gallons of it is it's for you that's still nursing Alyssa. the next time we Mm -hmm. then the next show i we need to hear an update about the toyota because we we kind of got ahead of the game earlier and i didn't get the update because i saw you rebuild some shit and yeah so we'll talk more about that next time and Alyssa, we need you to lead the shot next time let's go lead the shot uh, she's been drinking, bro. She she came in here with the alcohol I today. Finished mine. Can't even see. <laughs> she's finished hers. Yeah, she's good. She she would drink it if she had any I left. No, I don't know how down to the see. water. All right. And so not and uh, Matt. So we'll do this real quick. And if you can hang out for one hot second, and then hey, uh, cool, good. All right. Grab a bottle. Um. So, Jason, to you and your graduation, sir. Hey, fuck you, JD. You did it. It's DJ. <laughs> Oh, it's still terrible. Cheers. Hey, that, that was delicious. Episode. We'll see you next Friday. We'll see you next Friday. <laughs>
Bye, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Lily, Victor, and whoever that other person was in the corner. I don't know. Bye, guys. I think they're Matt. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk in just a second. Cool. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Friday. Bye.